To quote his son, he is an entrepreneur who also happens to be a photographer. And Rick Salmon is always up to something new. Welcome back to Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin. And Rick, it is great to see you once again. Well, it's always great to see you. I remember having so much fun with you out on the Oregon coast, right? Uh, that was really cool shooting. And you know, back then, I had the big backpack and all the lenses and stuff like that. And uh, now I'm shooting a ton, a ton with the, as my wife is, who you met, uh, with the iPhone it's just the, and the iPhone 14 Pro. It's amazing. Well, we're going to talk about that. You know, you're so well known for your photography, your many books about photography and your generosity in teaching <laughs> others. Today, we want to talk with you about two things. And one is that iPhone photography, the use of smartphones as a camera of choice. Yeah. And Rick, you use some of the very, and we want to talk about some new groups you two formed yeah, too. Yeah. And you use some of the very best digital cameras out there, but yeah. you and uh, Susan love to shoot with phones. Tell me about it. Well, I had a turning point. You know, Susan's been inspiring me since the Oregon coast. You know, what was that three or four years ago? Uh, she's been inspiring me because, you know, I would have all the stuff and we would set up all the tripods and stuff like that. And people would be gathering around her because she'd have the pictures instantly and be able to, you know, process them with apps like Snapseed, which is one of my favorites. And so anyway, we went to Tanzania and I have a picture I can share with you. Okay. Yeah. We went to Tanzania in November. And I have my uh, 15 to 35, uh, I have my 24 to 105, and I have, you know, my telephoto lens. Well, I use my telephoto lens a lot, but for all the wide angle shots, like this shot here, the, these wildebeest at the bottom of Nagorogoro Crater, I use my iPhone. So my iPhone replaced on this trip, it replaced my 24 to 105 you know, and my 15 to 35, I never thought I would be saying this. And, you know, so I use it for my wildlife. Uh, I use it for my wildlife pictures, but also for my portraits. You know, this beautiful Maasai uh, woman here, uh, this was taken in the portrait mode, which as you know, you know, you could uh, take the shot, you could see the background, but you could also change, you could also change the background. And and for panoramas, this is a top of Nogorogoro crater. So after taking just really basically, here's another shot from the bottom of the crater. You know, look at the depth of field, look at the detail. I was, and I'm shooting raw. This is really important, I think, for people to to uh to hear that if you want them just like with the digital slr or mirrorless if you want the maximum quality and i have side-by-side -side comparisons uh you, you really need to shoot raw so a i'm having a ton of fun b i'm getting great quality c uh, i'm traveling light and uh and abc and d it's just uh, it's great to share it's great to share now you mentioned shooting raw yeah it, a lot of people probably have no idea what what you're talking about uh every yeah. folks and, and why they should switch their their phone to that and mm -hmm. and does it matter if they want to share yeah. photos quickly and tell us about it oh let me get let me get out of screen sharing stop screen sharing for a second i forgot who's doing that uh well what rory when you shoot a jpeg the camera processes it, it processes it and it compresses the file so basically you, you take a picture and then it compresses it so it's like you know it's like a balloon a big balloon and then it compresses it to a deflated balloon and then it blows it up again every time you open it you'll lose detail so with a raw file you can look at it as just like 
the best possible negative that you could imagine. And um, with the with the new iPhones, I think it's close to 50 megapixels. Is and the, and the way you could crop in and you have the different lenses. So anyway, you know, the, the camera comes set to the default uh well, they call it something else. Uh, it's basically a JPEG, a compressed file. But if you want the best detail, shoot the raw. Now, the disadvantage to shooting raw is they're really big files because they have so much information in them. So you are going to use up space on your phone. So what I do is I don't shoot as much. I'm careful about what I'm uh, photographing. And then I'll upload them you know, to a hard drive, to my desktop or my uh, laptop if I'm traveling. And then I'll, uh, I'll delete some of the photos on my phone. What about what about sharing the pictures, Rick? Uh, a lot of people, you know, they're out mm -hmm. and about and they want to share instantly when you're shooting raw. Maybe you're not going to be sharing as much. First of all, it's going to take a while to to transmit those huge files. Right. Right. Yeah. If you want to share right away, you probably don't want to uh, shoot. You probably don't want to shoot raw. You shoot raw if you if you know that you're going to want to edit it. Like you know, Ansel Adams said, "A picture's not done until you darken the edges." So in that picture that I had of Nagorogoro Crater, you know, I darken the edges. So I'm using like you know another app. So I'm I'm doing something else. But yeah, if you just want to share your fun pictures, uh, you like I have. Have, uh, some fun pictures i have a picture of susan here you can see you can see like the joy on her face and there she's shooting photographing this uh this elephant that came so close it's amazing how close the animals come so she's she does not susan does not shoot raw but for a shot like this where i want to see like every you know every you know gr grain of sand here <laughs> you know and every uh every uh, leaf of the, of the plant there i'm shooting i'm shooting i'm photo i'm using the uh i'm using raw and same thing here i wanted to see the smile on these people's faces and actually so i'm shooting raw and then actually in the next slide you can see i'm enhancing it i'm actually on my uh, on my uh, laptop in uh, in adobe camera raw but look at this look how much fun this is this was actually a jpeg shot early on and this is processed in an app called the uh, distressed fx so it was actually pretty boring lighting but with distressed fx i was able to add the sky and the painterly quality and i even added the birds so i'm having a ton of fun you know making pictures that's a, that's really amazing is there uh much of a drawback do you ever Think to yourself, boy, I wish I had shot this with my with my big camera because I want to make a big enlargement out of it. Are there are there issues with the size of the sensor that you ever run into? I've made I have a printer here, a 17 by 22 inch printer. Most people don't make prints as big as 17 by 22. I've made shots of like that. I've made prints of that wildebeest image, um, 17 by 22. This is amazing. You know, people people don't just think uh you know, so what's Rick Salmon doing? Going to China, to one of the most exotic places on earth. This is called Five Fingers Mountain and using his iPhone to take this panorama. Well, you know, it's amazing. And here's actually the 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 uh, the sequence of pictures from my phone. You can see that right here. You can see right here that is definitely an iPhone picture. So it's uh, it's amazing the detail to answer your question that these new cameras can um, can um, uh, create and capture that is, that is terrific so you mentioned some of the settings yeah um, are, are there others besides shooting raw that that you advise people to use i would say other than that you could try the uh uh well the the 
the uh, I think I'm still screen sharing here. This is the uh, portrait mode. Okay, so in the portrait mode, you're shooting a JPEG, but there's a picture on the left of the flowers. And you know, Ansel Adams, getting back to him, was known for taking making black and white pictures that glowed from within. This is this is picture on the right is with an iPhone in the portrait mode, so you could darken the edges. But you also might want to try uh, the macro mode. I mean, these two pictures were. I think you know about the platypod, right? Yes. It's a, it's a little device here with the and you could order it with these two lights and stuff. These these are macro pictures. So in addition to not using my a 24 to 105 and 15 to a 35, this has become my macro lens. Like, look at the detail in this picture. And then, you know, people say, oh, you know, you're going to use, um, well, with the iPhone, you can't control the uh, depth of field like you can with the macro lens. Well, up here on the left here, well, actually, here's my original shot taken with the iPhone close-up. And one of the advantages, as you know, Fred, to using a macro lens is you could uh, create that beautiful bokeh, you know, that, you know, control the depth of field. So look at the picture on the left. I control the depth of field on the on the right with this app uh, called uh, Snapseed. So I was able to, and you can control over here. I don't know if you can see it, but you can could place the center focus anywhere you want and can control the depth of field to any point you want. So I would say play around to answer your question. I would say play around with the... Um, with raw for the finest quality, then also play around with the apps. Like here's another distressed FX app. Here's a pretty boring picture of the new Croton Dam, you know, taken on an overcast day. It was terrible lighting. And look at the picture I was able to create with this app, uh, distressed FX. It's amazing, right? Just terrific. And, you know, one of the things, and you're you're giving a good example of it here that you've talked about, Rick, is you you've you travel all over the world. You've shown us China, you've shown mm -hmm. us right. the ten, Tanzania, um, yeah. but you also point out to to people uh, every chance you get. I think that you don't have to go far. Sometimes you can just go in your backyard to get well, great have, photos. Well, speaking, have you been to Olana? You know where Frederick Church was and the Hudson River School of Painters. It's called, I think it's a Olana State Historical uh, Park. Anyway, yeah, Olana. So here it is. There's Susan using her iPhone. What's amazing is if you have a mirrorless camera and you want an HDR shot or a digital SLR, you have to do a few things. And then, you know, some cameras process the HDR in camera, but... Um, it's it, you if you want to do it the right way, you have to put it on your computer and, and jump through these hoops. These are JPEGs HDR from Olana. Look that you can see from the detail in the floor to the sky outside, inside to outside. So the default setting is called smart HDR. Like these these pictures are just just amazing to me. And look at this. Look at the dynamic range here. This is my bass guitar. You can see the silver. Uh, you know, down the bottom, and you can see my Clavinova that we were just talking about, coincidentally, you know, before this. Uh, and just play around with apps. Like I showed you the picture before, Photo Photoshop Express has these themes in there. So I put it, I could create all these fun things in Photoshop and in Photoshop Express. So I would say it's 
I think you could hear the enthusiasm in my voice. And I have movies, too, that I could show you. I mean, the movies are just uh, totally amazing. But if I could show you this shot, this shot might have been another turning point. You were here, right? Yes. You were there, face rock. You were there, face rock, on the Oregon coast with the horse and rider. Look at the detail in the shadow. You could, I don't know if you could see the birds over on the left. Uh, the sun isn't overexposed on the right. The horse's hooves are off the ground. Now, you've never heard me say about my photographs, hey, I've, this is an amazing shot, right? You've never heard me say that. This is an amazing shot. And I didn't take it. This is Susan Salmon's iPhone picture. Here's my shot. And then here's the two shots side by side. Here's my digital SLR. And here's Susan's. This, for, for medium telephoto shots too, you know, that you could do this. This is an, another turning point. And I think, I think this is, I, I was going to say it was the future. You know, I do have an example, Fred. I know we don't have all the time in the world, but let me... I don't know if you could see the difference between the raw file here. You could see like every, you know, hair here. And up here, you can't see the hair. Um, it may, may be too small for your viewers to see. But in, in what I'm showing, it's just, the, it's just a huge difference. This is just a neighborhood cat, by the way. <laughs> you don't have to go far to get a good picture. <laughs> sometimes no. It's, sometimes it's on your front stoop. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So in addition to all of this, Rick, I wanted to talk about some of the groups that, that have been formed. The newest uh, is is pretty interesting. I guess Explorers of Life. A nice, a nice twist for you. Yeah, this is the Explorers of Life. And, you know, actually, when Susan and I, in the early 80s, we, we were... We headed up a marine conservation group called um, CDM International, and we we went around the world. We collected fish for the New York Aquarium. We mapped coral reefs. We photographed different cultures around the world. We did all this stuff about the marine environment, and we were really explorers of life. And we, you know, we have a zest zest for life. I love living. I love living <laughs> living life to its fullest. So. You know, the thing about the sharing that you were talking about, this is, that's what the Explorers of Life is all about, is celebrating our lives, you know, with smartphones, although I only use the iPhone, smart, smart, smartphone photos and videos. And the pictures, like, look at this picture. I haven't even seen this because I go on here every day. This guy, Mike, says he's a big fan of wide angle photography. Uh, look at another beautiful sunrise. Oh, here's the other thing that I forgot to mention. Nighttime. The, the new, the, because the cameras do such, in uh, the iPhone do such a good job of uh, handling noise, we could take beautiful nighttime, nighttime pictures or a beautiful, uh, look at this picture. I mean, wouldn't you want to be there? These are all, these are all a uh, smartphone. I didn't want to say, well, she's using the iPhone 14 Pro. Oh, here's another. This is a very, very large array. It was a really boring sky with that same app, Distressed FX. I made it a painterly look and I put like, you know, a blur in there. So anyone who, this is a private group and I made it private uh, because I didn't, uh, we want to keep out spam and uh, and political stuff and all that other stuff that makes the internet not fun. Look at this nighttime shot. So anyway, wow. anyone could join this. They could just uh, do a search for Examine Explorers of Life 
And uh, I mean, I'm looking at this picture. Can you believe this? Five years ago, you wouldn't believe this was from a phone. It's just amazing the progress that's been made. And that, I think, Rick, is one of the major selling points, if not the major selling point for new phones today. I mean, a phone call is a phone call. A text right. is a text. What changes in in these new generations of phones seems to be the camera technology more than anything else. Absolutely, and the you know it's called basically computational photography. It's really you know it's capturing it, but like I said, if with the built-in HDR, that is, you've never been able to get get a picture like that from a mirrorless camera so quickly, so easily, and you've never been able to share it so uh, worldwide. And during during the pandemic, uh, there was another group. I think I think it was during the pandemic you created called uh, Phototherapy, and yeah, that, photo- that that has many many members too. Yeah, we have about six thousand members with uh, Phototherapy, and I started that uh, after writing my book, uh, Phototherapy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot the subtitle. I've written so many books: Phototherapy, Motivation, and Wisdom. Uh, and that's another private group, but it's a safe place people can join. Because I think you know, uh, photography is very therapeutic. I've I I'm excited. I'm so excited about all the new stuff uh, that I'm personally doing with uh, photography. It's just so much fun. You know, Groucho Marx said, "If you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong." And I I, <laughs> I believe that, and I try to have as much fun as possible in my life, as you know. <laughs> As I know, and and it's just terrific. So besides what we've talked about here, what else is going on? You got, I'm sure you're writing another book. I don't know what else is going on, Rick. Well, I recorded some online classes, uh, which I, I'll talk about in a little bit. I mean, a couple of weeks, but I'm working on some online classes, which are really, really exciting. I'm playing a ton of music. Uh, you know, so many musicians. You mentioned Scott Kelby before we came on. He's a great musician. So I, I, I play in a lot of music. Uh, and the other thing I'm doing is I'm exercising. I exercise for at least two hours a day. Uh, even in the cold, I go for an hour bike ride. Uh, if it's not raining or if it's not wet out with the leaves. Uh, and I go for uh, uh, about an hour walk. So I think exercising is really important. And outdoors when you can, even in the winter, you're out there, I I suppose. Oh, I am. I'm like, they call me, I'm like the mayor of the street. I know everybody on the street because I'm always out there walking. And if people are following you on Facebook, they can, uh, they can follow some of the legendary bike rides that you take as well. (laughs) Well, actually, it's funny. Uh, I don't know if you know about this app called Strava. Yes. Yeah, Strava is a great app. It lets you track your, uh, it tracks your rides and then you can share your rides and they can be shared automatically. So it tracks your rides. So you mentioned legendary. So actually they have these awards. If you do a ride more than anyone else, you become a Strava legend. So, <laughs> so yeah. I get these, uh, I get these uh, notifications every once in a while that I'm a legend. But the other side of this, then when you stop, you get a, you get a, a screenshot that says you're not a legend anymore. So, <laughs> so they want you to keep going. But I think being healthy and and eating healthy and exercising all this stuff is, you know, so important to staying young at heart. You know, 
might be uh, might be getting older on the outside, but I definitely don't feel like 73 on the inside. That's for sure. Well, that's just terrific. So the website for more info is, should we just steer people to ricksalmon.com? They can find yeah. your photography, your yeah. books, your music and everything, everything there. And it's for people who are listening, Rick Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N.com. Yes. Rick, just great to see you. And, and thank you again for sharing. Well, thank you. You're a great interviewer and a great friend and uh, all the best for 2023.